You ready to spend your stimulus check, Bob? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about what the Bible says about money today. Stay tuned. Did you hear me? All right, so I guess we're talking about money today. Yes, sir. Let's talk about it. Oh, you turned this way down. That's what it is. On the volume here. Can you hear me now? Yep. Let me see if I can. Cr- oh, yeah, that's Boom. better. There we go. So that's what we're talking about today? Money. Well, kind of, right? Money, I mean, money, money. You know, the, the whole. Money. I'm not going to let you get that out of your system. Isn't that a, isn't that a song? What was that on? Ocean's 11. Money, money, money. Let's just let my wife comment on that. Money. The. The. The reason I want to talk about this is that I was so the the our, our theme it'll pop up here a minute on one of our computer screens is is what you gonna do with your stimulus check right <laughs> okay yeah well last week I was at the grocery store on the same day that we got our stimulus check right right and uh, Jessica sent me into the store and this little girl was at the you know the checkout you know over here at the corner market and um so when when uh, i'm going to leave you know, i'm just chatting with her or whatever and uh you can tell she's a college kid and it's and and you know the corner market is right across from usm so it's natural to have all these college kids working over there and i said hey don't spend your stimulus check all in one place and she said i ain't getting one i said why ain't you getting one she said because i'm still a dependent i said oh okay she said, my friend's got three kids. She's getting $4,200. She said, Woo. I reckon I'm going to have to have me a kid so I can get me $1,400. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's the way some people think. And and I couldn't get that. I know she said that flippantly. And I know that she really, to some degree, didn't mean that. But I know that down inside, there was probably some of that was looking at that with the green eye of envy. Yeah, there. and what people don't understand is, like, children are going to cost you way more than $1,400. Yes. Well, and 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 I know, like I, I've been looking this week. So we're studying like what in the in the adult class in the auditorium at the church, what makes a, a great church. And you know, this week's topic was a great church is a great place to learn. And we've been talking about all the, you know, we're going to start talking about the next couple of weeks is the way we learn and we teach in the church. And you know, I showed last night with six verses. How the you know we, the Jews get a bad rap because they miss Jesus. Why did you guys miss Jesus? Why couldn't you Saul? And I just looked at six verses: his lineage, his birth, his birthplace, the way he was going to teach, where he was going to start his ministry at, and six verses. And then I just looked at six verses of prophecy of the church. Yeah, how'd you how'd you guys miss it? Yeah, how'd you guys miss it? Well, the and all those prophecies of the church they're tied to learning and they're tied to teaching and they're tied to, and and I want us to understand that we're in the teaching business as the church. That's why we use the podcast, right? This That's is right. this is a way that the, the church is in the teaching business. The railroad companies forgot that they were in the rail, uh, transportation business and thought they were in the railroad business. Is why they went out of business for how many times you say business in one sentence? Business. <laughs> well, this week Tuesday, Liam had written he had been writing little letters to 
these different fishing lure companies, just mm-hmm. telling them how much he likes their fishing oh, lures. Oh, yeah, I heard the whole story last night. Okay, so, you know, he gets Tuesday afternoon, you I reckon. You tell the listeners, that's fine. Yeah, well, he's been writing these letters to these fishing lure companies, you know, these different ones, looking them up. And we've been kind of, Jessica's been, she's been using this to her advantage. So, like, she'll, instead of, like, creative writing and stuff like that with her homeschool. Oh, yeah. She's getting him to write these letters, and then she can go back and check over it. Well, you know, Liam is writing these letters to him, telling him how much he appreciates your fishing lures and all this and that and other well tuesday bing ups man knocks on the door and there's a box with liam's name on it well he <laughs> kicks open that box and he's got i don't know half a dozen little lures and stuff in there that they'd sent him and a hat you know that he did you did. tell him that diplomacy pays off well w- what it is is as soon as that happened aiden looks in that box and he was like that ain't much in there my old, it's i mean like so he goes to he's like this is a dollar this is a dollar you know and 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 he's playing it down he's playing it down because you know what it is it's that green eye of envy oh deep down he's like oh i wish i had them lures well here's what's worse is later on that evening i saw them out there doing their fishing lure swapping you know mm-hmm. aiden's all of a sudden them ones that weren't no good late aiden's trying to to you know put a little uh business negotiation deal in the pot for liam to get some of them fishing lures yeah he was planting the seed early he's like that's only worth a dollar so that way i don't have to trade him a little bobbers for it well and that's what i want to talk about today is is you know like this picture behind us right here i mean this old boy right here with these dirty hands Mm -hmm. you know far too often we look down on people that's got their hands dirty but most of the time those hands that are dirty have industry behind them that's right been there done that and you know the so I thought we could take some time today to really talk about now I know there's a lot of challenges we've had in the last year financially mm-hmm. you know as a whole as a nation but did you know that for the last decade straight I didn't look back any further it may go back further mm-hmm. but for the last decade straight America is the most benevolent nation on the face of the earth I hope it makes sense. There's no other nation that's more. Number two was Myanmar, so you can't use economics. Right. Like you would think that. Why do you say it make, that would make sense for? Well, I mean, richest nation in the world, you'd think that you would not only have the most money, but then you would you would give the most as well. Well, that's what I would have thought too. Yeah. But then I started looking at the, the rankings of the countries. It doesn't line up. Myanmar, which was Burma, or either it was Burma, now it's Myanmar. I can't remember where which one it is. Some country I don't know about. <laughs> well, it's one of them countries like over there, like west of India, mm-hmm. you know, type of area. It's an Asian, so, so, you know, South Pacific yeah. country or whatever. Well, so poor that we don't even know about them. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I had to look it up and I couldn't remember. I remembered it. It's one of them countries that change names, you know, yeah. and they, when they come out with a new map, it's like, which one are you now? Well, they're number two. So it's it's not tied to, to economic status mm-hmm. which would we would think it would make sense right you got the most you got the most to give yeah and so i, I thought that was a really good thing maybe we might step on some toes today but you know i thought it'd be a good idea for us to look at the way that the bible authorizes that we can get money today okay the, the way it authorizes we can get it yeah the way the, the the way that the bible uses that we can authorize to get money today and so the best i can come up with is there's about four ways that we can that the Bible authorizes to get money. 
And legal legal authorization. You know what I mean by that is the way that the Bible uses by example or implication or something like that. That's a good way for people to get money. And I'm going to save this last one, the fourth one. I don't have these in any certain order. It just just thought of them in my mind, and I was just doing some looking at this. But you know, Proverbs eight uh, thirteen to verse eleven. You know, we could almost do a money series because, I mean, I was thinking like total different ways of what you were thinking. Yeah, well, the... I mean, you, you think about it, though, like the, the number one problem for like divorce and is is money issues. That's money. Why, that's why, you know, Dave Ramsey, his, his show is so big because what does everybody have and what does everybody have issues over? It's money. What do you, what do you want to do with your money? Like uh, how much do you, do you want to invest better? There's a, what, I mean, I don't know many people who are like, no, I just, I don't want to make more. You know, I'd I, right. really, I really just wish that the government would hold on to my check, you know. <laughs> just I've keep, to, give it to somebody. I have talked to like every, I mean, the most conservative people that I know of, and every one of them prefaces it like this. And, and, I, and I find myself doing it too. It's like, you know, I hate this for our children and grandchildren. I hate for, you know, on down the line that we're going to go one point, whatever trillion dollars into debt even more, but I'll take my stimulus check. Well, that's the thing is that I'm so not going to give it back. Proverbs 13 and verse 11, yeah. you know, the, do you ever do this where you like get the blue letter Bible or one of the, the, oh, yeah. the, what do they call it? Where it's got all in parallel Bibles, you mm-hmm. know, you know, like it'll be like 19 different translations of it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, and I can't remember what it is. is it parallel. Is that what it's called? Maybe that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure. But Proverbs thirteen eleven, I read this thing in like you know fifteen different verses or translations of it, and Proverbs thirteen eleven says, "Wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished, but he who gathers by labor will increase." Mm-hmm. So, what what do you think? There's so many. You know, one of them is is hastily gained wealth pair of, uh, diminishes quickly. Was one of them that I read. Now, why why do you think the proverb writer says that for? Well, one, if it's something that's gained by dishonesty, I would think. Uh, I think like back to the criminal side of things. Like you don't want anybody to know that you had it, so I'm going to get rid of it real quick. But also, like if the second way that I look at it is if if you just you look at you look at people who who like do the scratch offs with the lottery. Oh my stars! You, you know, and the poor tax. Yeah, that's that, what that that's is. What it is. It's the tax on the poor, and everybody makes its statements. They're like, "Well, you know, I, I'm helping I'm out in the school I'm system, helping education out." And right, right. I know one guy who's like, "Well, as soon as I hit that lottery, I'm going to fund this Christian education thing or whatever." And <laughs> right. it's like, Why don't you just fund it now? You right, know? right. But, but a dollar so, still funds it, by every, the way. Yeah, that's right. So every single time. That, that they win the scratch off, what do they do? They don't take the money, put it in their pocket, and go. What I see them do is they buy more scratch off. Yes. And it's just, and so now I'm not saying that, that the lottery is dishonesty, but all, all I'm saying is, is like when you gain something that you didn't have to earn, that it was just kind of either given to you or, or, or it was gained by some means of, of dishonesty, like it doesn't mean as much to you. you know, well, you know, here's an example. But this whenever week, you have to work hard for it, you know, it, it means something. To you me. got some skin in it, right? That's right? So, so Liam, he had done a little task at the house, and he had won, won, gain, uh, earned four dollars, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, and you pay good. I know, that's right. The uh, my brother, I think, gives that much for teeth. You know, when the tooth fairy comes, we get, you get a quarter in my house. I think his house you get five bucks. So the uh, four girls, he's going to have a, almost a college education in it. My kids are like, "What's the tooth fairy?" Well. So here's the thing is that, you know, Liam likes all these old video game stuff, right? And I mean, like stuff that's 30, 40 years old. Well, he's got this Game Boy that's got this little backup battery on the side of it that you can plug in that you don't use your batteries. You can recharge it, right? Well, the battery in it give out on him. So he says, Daddy, do you think we can take this thing and we can be able to take the battery out of it and put a new one in it. I said, sure, let's do that. So we took the battery out and we realized we're going to have to buy a new battery to put in it. Well, he was all for that as long as I was spending my money. Yeah. And I said, well, Liam, if you want this to be fixed, you're going to have to spend your money. Well, 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 wait a minute now. You mean you're not going to buy it? No, I'm not going to buy it for you. You can, you can spend your money. Oh, how the tables have turned. And it was eight dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. eight bucks is all it was. It's it's twice what he has. You got me? And I was even willing to let him buy it on credit. You got me? Mm-hmm. And pay it back. But all of a sudden when he was spending his money, it was a lot different. You know why? Because he had some skin in the game on that one. Right. Well, it's like when you go to the store and you're like, you want to get something? The answer is never no. Mm-hmm. You, you got me? The answer is never no. They're always like yeah. Can we go see the toy section? Yeah, exactly. Right. The fishing section, yeah. the knives, the bullet guns. Right, exactly. And I'll tell you what, I I really enjoy seeing my boys transition from going from the toy section to the hunting section or the gun section. <laughs> Maybe. However, <laughs> Maybe. it does cost Asterix. more money. Yeah, exactly. Right. We got into duck hunting this year. I mean, like, we poured $1,000 into duck hunting this year. Right. And, and so you start weighing the, the weight of how much ducks you kill Our by duck. the pound. You're like, we just about could have ate gold cheaper than we could duck this yep, year. Yep. But I'm spending my money then, right? But I mm-hmm. work for it, okay? So here's the thing is that Proverbs 13, 11, wealth gained hastily goes just as quick, right? right? It gets blown. So let's take a minute if we can. And and, and I was looking at this. Now, by any time I make a statement like this, it's not because I'm some authority on this. It's just because I've just done a little math, okay? Mm-hmm. But best I can tell, about half, 16, 15 of, of the parables of 35, 40 parables that Jesus taught were oh, on it's, money. It's loaded. We're on money. money. Yeah. yeah, we're on money. And and there are over – this is just a, a quick Excel compilation, right? Just let it do the math for me because I, I got tired of counting real quick. But there's at least, that I can tell, almost 2,000 scriptures in the Bible that deal with money, tithing, offering, collection. Yeah, finances. Pos- you know, finances. 2,000 scriptures in the Bible that deal with it. There are 25 different – of the parables that in some way deal with stewardship, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the, well, what you do with the money yeah, or, or your time or, yeah. or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Because so, so anyways, I thought today we would take a look, let's take a quick close look at some of the ways that the Bible. So, so when we talk, when, the reason why I want to do this is because, you know, when, when Bernie was running for president, Nobody wanted to vote for him that, you know, is our age, really, and up, because, or unless they have a certain political viewpoint, but because he was a socialist, yeah, right? right? But when everybody's handing out government checks, all of a sudden he makes us all socialist. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's so easy. Now, if I'm honest with myself, 
I was happy to get mine. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I don't know anybody that was like super mad. Yeah, but I know that it's going to cost far more. That's th- right. Than what I got. Yeah. And so let's let's take a look at the Bible's view on how we get money, and that maybe it can, we can really make some serious draw some serious lines about the importance of it. Because you know, the Bible does all these things, like like we talked last week about alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't go into into all these huge details of why you don't need to do all this stuff, right? A, a few times we looked at last week, like the drunkards that fall in the fire and yeah. fall down and hurt himself and all that stuff. But but all the, if the Bible needed to explain every blooming thing that we need to do and why we don't need to do it, how big would the book be then? Mm-hmm. And so let's. I thought we could look at a few things. Like like some of the things I thought about was one of them was is in the parable in Matthew chapter twenty five with the ways that the Bible authorizes a person getting money. Because I had Christians have said to me before, now I'm not a big marketeer by no stretch of the imagination. And the uh, if Joey Rivers is watching live, then he'll know that this is true. But, but in Matthew 25, I've had Christians, I had a Christian come to me one time and say, Chris, I think that it's wrong for us to play the stock market. And I said, well, why do you think that for? And they said, well, that's like gambling. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why do you see it that way? And they said, well, you're taking money and you're you're putting it towards something with the risk you might lose it. I said, I, I can definitely see that. That that that, that in the classic sense is, is a gamble, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But anytime, it, it, so when I start a business. Yeah, but it's more of a calculated gamble. And, and yeah, go ahead. When you start a business. If I if I start a business like when when we used to build houses, yeah, like, you're taking a chance. I, I I took a chance. Don't be an entrepreneur because you're you're gambling with your money. Well, th- so that's the thing is that you you look at it in the classic sense. It's like is there dancing that's wrong? Absolutely, mm-hmm. right. But any rhythmic movement to the music is dancing, right? Yeah. That's that's the literal definition of it. So if I'm tapping my foot to a you know a, a Hank Williams Senior song, that's dancing. But that's a whole lot different than other kind of dancing yeah right dancing yeah Yeah, prom night dancing stuff right right? Mm -hmm. so in matthew 25 in this parable that the lord uses the verse 27 you know this is the parable of the talents right and you know the five the three and the one talent man right the one talent man what did he do Remember what he did? Yeah, he buried it. Yeah, he took his money and buried it and didn't, didn't there was no return on it so in verse 27 he said so you ought, this is the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So you ought to, well, let's just read verse 26. But the, his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming would have received my own with interest. So what is the one way that's authorized there for us to get? Yeah, give it to the banker. Interest, right? Mm-hmm. Interest income. So yeah. that's that's the same thing as as playing the market. It's the same thing as 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 in, you know, like uh, in a Christmas fund, right? Mm-hmm. That those are all the same thing. Yeah, and and to me, this is almost like a minimum thing. Like the Lord wasn't really pleased. He wasn't pleased with the guy just sitting on it, burying it, putting it in a safe, holding on to it, or putting it wherever. The the Lord also wasn't. You know, he wasn't happy with him, the fact that he hadn't produced more. And so to me, almost a minimum thing here is is to give it to the bankers and to make some increase on it. 
And so what kind of steward am I going to be with what God's given me? And, uh, and so, yeah, so, so receiving with interest, uh, you know, that's a, that, that's something that, I mean, I think about that, that God is, yeah, I know that there's like, there's really good guys in the church that I know of that like can like, they're like Kobe. He's one that I know that he, he's one of the few guys that, that I know that can take a credit card and be so disciplined with it that he literally makes money on it. Like, he's the only dude probably that makes money off the credit card company. Right. But he got one of these things where, like, they pay him cash if he uses – so he, like, he buys his gas with it, buys groceries with it, and then, boom, he gets, you know, $100 a month or something on it or however much it is. But uh, but so literally, like, he makes, like, 700 bucks a year off this credit card. Well, so that that's so tempting for other people to do, but, see, he's so disciplined with it. Right. But even he uses that – as as being a good steward with it because right. he's so disciplined with his finances that it's just another way that you know that, that he's prospering that the Lord is blessing him with and 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 you know you think about even that you know um, so we've got one that we do the same thing with but mm-hmm. when we lived in Virginia all our banks back home would give you some kind of like rewards scenario and we'd use it just to buy like Amazon cards and stuff mm-hmm. like that and hand them out at Christmas time or whatever we moved down here we had to do the same thing yeah. and and I, I hadn't had a credit card before so I'm so scared so I just pay mine off every Friday because mm-hmm. I don't know how this whole like beat your interest to the bank but I looked at my reward statement the other day and it was over $1,200 worth of rewards mm-hmm. on there yeah. and I'm just going to keep letting it build up because if it gets to a point one day where where something happens, I want to have that money in there, yeah. right? Well, be but, careful because in the fine print, it might be like, well, it's only good for six months. Know. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing of it is for me is that, you know, but look at how much money I had to spend to get twelve hundred. Right. You know, right. like if I buy a packet, like I'm sitting here and I got a little Samsung alert thing on here where Jessica apparently has bought something. You know, she's gone today mm-hmm. to Texas. And so so apparently she's bought something somewhere. Well, I got an alert on here. So everything we use yeah. it for. But that's very minimal game. He's watching you, Jess. <laughs> right. But so here's the thing is that, you know, this is one way that the Bible authorizes. Yeah. But you're not going to – There is this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Not at all. So, you know, I have tried to figure out, you know, all if there was a way that you can make a million dollars in a minute – There'd be a lot more people doing it, right? That's what all they would be doing. Yeah, i i was uh, I was looking the other day, and Jeff Bezos. You know how much he makes in a in a minute? A gob, a a gob, and it's he makes two hundred and twenty two thousand dollars a minute. Like in the time that we're sitting here in this podcast, he'll make thirteen point four million. Yeah, I mean, just just think about that. Yeah, so if he had to sit down. It literally, if if he was to pick up a hundred dollar bill every single second, it would cost him money. It would cost him money because he would be stopping working. Yeah, because literally for him to he he literally makes three thousand seven hundred hundred dollar bills a second. So uh, I, this is funny you brought this up because I thought about this last night. You know why I thought about it? Because Verizon, so I got myself. You got yours, with Verizon. Yeah. Do they give you these rewards every month that you get to do? Um, no. Well, so for whatever reason, they if give. They us, do. I don't see it. Well, it's it's really been a nuisance because all the rewards is like you can get ten dollars off an accessory or like I don't want their accessories. Oh, yeah, right? I don't pay attention to all that. Well, they they started giving you three dollars, but it was three dollars towards Starbucks. Well. <laughs> That so that buys you what a half a cup of coffee we call it six bucks right yeah, really. you know Paul Stafford can tell us how much a cup of coffee is at Starbucks every day yeah but 
but I know that three dollars didn't get me anywhere. So I would just kind of gift that off to somebody. You know, I ain't got you. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of you. Thinking of you. <laughs> it's three dollars halfway to a cup. Well, last night. The, I, and I and it's so how often I look at it. It may have been on there for six months, but last night I got the the little alert, and it was now it said choose your reward, and I never looked at it. Well, it was now I can choose a three dollar Lowe's card or a three dollar Amazon card or a three dollar. So I put the three dollar Amazon. I put it on my Amazon account, right? Three bucks. Three bucks, and I was looking last night thinking, you know, this very conversation I had in my head for Jeff Bezos to stop. And put three dollars on his Amazon account. <laughs> he would go so far down the hole that it, you know, because it took me like ten minutes to figure out how to do this and put it over there and and, yeah. and all this didn't know that just for three dollars. And when I bought another one of our cameras this morning, I accidentally spent it already. <laughs> so so the thing of it is, is that you know there is a way that the Bible authorizes through interest gained, right? And this is this is a way that we can do it. But there is that even in that. The challenge and the the greed of it becomes sometimes the wanting to get the get rich quick scheme, right? Give me the. That's why we have laws against you know uh, Martha Stewart pulled time over it, right? Yeah. And and all these, but but the Bible does authorize it that way. Yep. So the second way I thought about is there's an interesting way you can illustrate it is in is in Luke three. Luke 3, and it's with John the Baptist. Luke 3, about verse, I don't know, 30 or so would be where, where it's at. Yeah, maybe back a little bit. Yeah, so this is where the people are coming to John to be baptized by him in the wilderness, right? Oh, you're talking about the tax collectors? The and- tax collectors mm-hmm. and the soldiers and everything like that. And so the tax collectors come to him, and it says, verse 12, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said, what? Yeah, collect no more than what is appointed for you. All right. And then the second one, he says, to the soldiers, he said, what shall we do? And they said, don't intimidate anyone or accuse falsely and be content with your wages. Yeah. So both of those both of those are authorized ways, and, and they're really one and the same. What I mean by that is that these tax collectors worked, and they gained a wage. Right. These soldiers worked, and they gained a wage. So, number one, it's okay to be a soldier. That's right. And number two, it's okay to be a tax collector. That's right. But everybody's gonna hate you. That's right. But yeah. don't, but don't abuse what yeah, you got. That's right. And so the the tax collectors in that day and time, just a little bit of culture is that, you know, they would, it would be almost like us if if the if the Russians took us over, they would say, Chris, we want you to collect taxes from Americans to give to Russia. And uh, and so whatever they owe Russia, you collect that, and then whatever you gather off the top, then you can put that in your pocket, and that's how you make your wages. Yeah, and so that and and and, but it's up to that person then to understand what's ethical, right? The ethical number that you can do, right? Right, and so or with the soldiers, you know, one of the one of the interesting things that I used to hear people bellyache about where I worked at was they should be paying us more. I don't suppose there's ever been a place anywhere that people didn't bellyache that they should be paying us more. Right. Whether it's police or teachers or mm-hmm. janitors, right? Yeah. I mean, the janitors where I worked at made 20-some dollars an hour. Wow. And so, you know, you figure that, that – but but guess what they did? They still bellyached. Oh, yeah. And they still even pulled – that's not my job. Mm. You ever hear somebody say that? <laughs> 
That's not my job description. Ain't my job. Well, so here's another way through work. And and you know what? We're on a very dangerous path because I'm going to tell you that the Bible is very clear about some things, and some things it is very explicit about. That's Paul right. tells the Thessalonians that if a man doesn't work, what? Neither shall he eat. Neither shall he eat. So what does God expect us to do to take to earn our keep? Yeah, he expects us to work. And, and uh, you know, that's one thing that stealing your children. And, and I remember, you know, my dad looked at me when I was 12, and he said, son, I'll never co-sign for you. And and I can't imagine looking at my kid, and I think I've said that on this podcast here before, but but it's a it was a realization. It was one of the best lessons for me in my life. In, in that he's not he and he never has, and that's a that's a blessing. So my first vehicle was a five hundred dollar ghetto Jeep, you know, Jeep Cherokee Laredo, nineteen eighty six, baby. And but guess what? I took care of that thing. Learned how to change the oil. Learned how to check the oil. All these things, you know, it had some leaks and things. And so it was a good lesson for me. But but whenever you have something just given to you, you don't appreciate it. But when you have to earn it, so I'd saved up five thousand dollars for a vehicle, but I chose to spend five hundred. <laughs> That's right, because it was my money then. That's right. It was you know, Daddy wasn't buying the batteries. That's right. So it makes a, it makes a big difference. And well, and and that goes back to to you know this idea that that you got some skin in the game with it because at the end of the day, when you got blisters on your hands and you realize that you've done something to earn it, and it's not that. You, you, so even, but but this is for so all every law that God gives us is from the rich to the poor. So you think about this laws, or I say laws, but commands, whatever you want to say about hospitality. It doesn't matter if you live like I know every one of our wives struggle with this. Is my house nice enough? Is my house clean enough? Yeah. Is but l- let me tell you something that does not matter. The, those rules about hospitality does not matter if you live in a straw hut with a dirt floor. Mm-hmm. What what would that what is that person supposed to say? My dirt's dirtier than your dirt. See that rule of hospitality still applies to that person. That's right. Just as much as it does to you that live in your fancy house. Yeah. So, right. so it's whatever your hand finds to do, you do it. You know, with all exactly. your might for, so, for the Lord. And, so it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're even 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 in the law there were provisions for poor people, and none of those provisions were ever about giving them what they needed. It was never about giving them like like when Ruth meets Boaz, mm-hmm. he She's, didn't tell his workers to go out there and. You know, bundle up some satchels of grain and set them in a the corner. Let her and Naomi come scoop no, them up. She had to glean too. She still had to go out there and work. She had to have some skin in the game. If a man doesn't work, then he doesn't eat. Yeah. And I understand the the scenario and 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 what Paul's telling the Thessalonians. They think Jesus is coming back. Let's just kick our heels up. Let's you know. Let's just kind of bump around here. Let's just make do till he gets back. No, 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 no. You get to work, son. That's right. And you know that that's the blessing too. Like I've literally talked to brothers in the church that said, "Hey, I think it's unscriptural to retire." And 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 not meaning and now I'm a guy who's retired from law enforcement, but but it, it's not to it's not to say that um, you know. So you think about it. You get one life to live. Mm-hmm. Are you going to spend the rest of your last twenty years on a golf course? Now, not saying you can't you can't evangelize on a golf course, but but what you know, I'm so I'm so impressed by brother brothers in the church who who put so much emphasis into their finances. That to where that they can retire early so that they can work for the Lord, mm-hmm. and the, the whole idea is that is that retiring is it scriptural? That's right. Is it is it really in the Bible to where I can I can retire and you go well, Bob? You know, it's nobody else's business. But the whole thing is, is the Lord's always telling us, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that you you labor not in vain. 
and First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. So if I'm supposed to always be growing, always abounding, always being steadfast, and always working, then so if my finances are are stable, all right, I should be doing. I, you know, retirement is so that I can dedicate time to the Lord. And and so when you think about Zacchaeus, then right in Luke nineteen, Zacchaeus, Jesus meets Zacchaeus. And the, he just sees, I just want to follow you, Lord. You know, he said, whatever I got to do, I'll restore it fourfold. That wasn't even, that was that was not the requirement of, of the law, right? right? So even in, even in this situation scenario like you're talking about here, you're, you're looking at a person who has, who has used their finances they've got, they've invested it wisely, they saved, and they're at a position where they can, they can apply this first one we talked about, the interest-bearing scenario, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a good enough chunk to where the interest now, the, the money, the whatever it is, it bears out in their life to where now they don't have to physically work, Right. But but it doesn't say a, a man shall not work, neither shall he eat today. He's talking about how you take care of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so your retirement is just if you're stepping away from a secular job of monetary gain, it's not about your retiring from the Lord, exactly. Because right. you can go on a golf course. Like I hear people say, like I want to get an RV and drive around, and I think about those things. Like that'd be cool, but I realize real quick that that if I do those things, I'm focusing on Chris. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we got to realize that in, in view of the scriptures, in view of the stewardship, in view of what God expects us, all of our gain, all of our finance, I mean, that's why in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, Paul talks about this idea of sowing seed. You know, he's talking about you sow a little bit of seed, you reap a little bit. You sow a lot of seed, you reap a lot. And, mm-hmm. and, and he ties that directly to finances. The finances, to giving, right. Yeah, and, and what he's saying is that what we can do with the money, it's not about like, I'm going to do this and then God's going to bless me. He's talking about reaping souls. Right. And so that's what we, what we got to view this in a light of, of how I take care of my family. But, but that, is, that is my secondary responsibility because my job is not just to have a good living, but to get to heaven. And so that's why those laws apply to everybody from the richest to the poorest. And so let's look at the – you got something you want to no, add? No, no, go ahead. So let's look at the third one, and then we'll move on to the fourth one. So in James chapter 4, is a scenario that plays out just about conducting commerce, right? You're a shopkeeper or something like that. Yeah. So James 4 and um, – Verse number 13, he says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow will go to such and such city, spend a year, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. So James does not condemn this person for going to such and such city and buying and selling and getting gain. So there's nothing wrong with flipping real estate there's nothing wrong with with buying tools and selling tools yeah, right right there's nothing wrong with those things but so many times people so what he's using is is the idea of how we conduct commerce but even in that there's still a requirement that god wants like hey i'm from the part of the country where racing is a big thing mm-hmm. but you know what everybody wants to do they want to make it to the big circuit well guess what everybody races on sunday it's real hard to provoke them to love and good works if you're turning left for 400 laps on Sunday, yeah, right. right? And so there's a lot of things that I can do in this realm of commerce, but still it's not what the Lord wants me to do. So I can I can do a lot of, of uh, I can conduct commerce in a lot of different ways, but still not be pleasing to what God would have me to do in, in regards to that. Yeah, I don't need to go against God's will. 
Yeah, and so what James is here, you see another way of authorization. There's buying at one price and and selling at another price, right? Buy and sell and get gain. Mm-hmm. So it's okay for me to buy something and then sell it to you to make a profit off of it. Sure. But what he's trying to get at is that even in doing that, I've still got to consider what the Lord would have me to do. That's right. With regards you, you to should that. be saying that the Lord wills and not just saying based on what Bob or Chris thinks is right. Yeah, so – you got something you want to add? I see you well, flipping. Well, yeah. What I wanted to say was uh, kind of back on on point two is is I think about First Timothy five and verse eight. If anyone does not provide for his own, especially those of his household, he's denied the faith and is worse than unbeliever. And in context, he's talking about you know widows and how mm-hmm. that 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 if you know if my mom is she passes away and she's beyond the age of of remarrying, you know, taking your dad. Huh? Your dad passed yeah, away. Yeah, my dad passed away. Sorry. Yeah. Then I'm supposed to take care of my mom as as a you know as a son. And so, a widow indeed. That's right. That's why I use that term widow indeed there. Yeah, in need. And so yeah, she's a widow in indeed, right? Yeah. She so um and is also a widow in need. Right. But but so it's my obligation as as her family to take care of her. And yeah. then, and then if she doesn't have a family, then 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 let's put it on the church. Well, that's why James uses this pure and undefiled religion before the Father is what? Yeah, the wizard the wizard. Wizard. Wizard wizard to visit widows and orphans in their time of need. Yeah. And and this is a so me as is looking at my my household that there's some responsibilities for me to take when it comes to their their finances and when it comes to to their needs and, and and to take care of them i mean not only not only now but providing for my family like the I, i've dealt with a lot of death and in, in, in uh you know in in looking at my career and and it's a uh it's a hard thing when a family gets left behind with nothing. Yeah, man. And and so you think about this, like the law. So so we talked at the beginning about how God just gives us a command and it gives us a lot of like whys and this and that and the other. So you think about the stealing, right? Thou sh- you know, everybody kind of associates the Ten Commandments with the law, right? Mm-hmm. Because you kind of get these nutshell things. Like, right. you know, Paul, I mean, uh, God tells Moses in, in, on the mountain, don't steal, right? Thou yeah. shalt not steal as, you know, we, we quoted in the King James, right? But he tells right. him. Tell them don't steal. They can't steal. Well, Ephesians 4 and verse 28 says, let him who steal steal no longer, steal no longer but rather let him what? Give place. Labor. Yeah. Labor working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give whom who has need. So, you know, this is still tied back into what you do with what you, with your money. It's still not about hoarding your money. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea that, that, you know, Jesus uses the parable of a man that builds, a, he has his great crop. And he's going to tear down his barn and say to myself. Yeah, Luke 12. He's like, so look here, dude. Your soul's going to be required of you to not. Yeah, and, and he didn't do anything to, to necessarily. There's nothing that indicates in that parable that he extra fertilized or something like that. It just the Lord blessed him mm-hmm. in that. And, you know, uh, Ecclesiastes 9, you know, uses this idea that the, that the race is not always to the strong or to the swift or to the to the or the fast, whichever kind of version you're reading there. But but time and chance happens to us all. Yeah. And so that's in, in in pain. That's in business. I mean, that that's everything. But it's because that's what the Lord's looked at. And he said, this is what's best for everybody. So the last one I want to look at before we run out of time is in Romans 13. OK. Uh-huh. And the reason why I want to look at this one is because. This one's going to start. Because it's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, because it's in the Bible. The reason why I look this one in order. Because it's God's word. Is that this one's going to stir the pot a little bit. Oh, no. So 
Your your wife said uh, she couldn't be spending money because Karen said she can't because she's driving. And then Jessica said, and I'm watching you. Maybe she's getting Karen to buy something online <laughs> or something for her then. Here, buy this off my phone. Yeah. The um, So Romans 13, this is, you know, Paul writing to their church at Rome. Mm-hmm. Consequently, the seat of the empire's governmental system. And he's writing to them there. And this is where we deal with civil obedience. Yeah. In Romans 13. Well, Romans 13, and here's, as far as I can tell, the fourth way that God allows there to be the obtaining of funds. In verse number seven. Render, therefore, to all their due, what's he say? Taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. So what is the way that that God authorizes there of the receiving of funds? Taxing. Taxing. You know, one of the... I think one of the most interesting things that I find in the religious world is that people can't hardly tell you any specifics of what it would take to be saved, by and large. They may say, believe in Jesus or love Jesus, or they may even say, confess Jesus or repent, but they really don't understand the mechanics of that. What I find interesting is that people so very often, if you ask them how much you should give to the church. Oh, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to 10%. 10%. Well. Essentially, Bob, that's just a tax. Yeah. That was just a tax for the Israelites. That has nothing, and maybe we could do something on that sometime, but that has nothing to do with the New Testament church as regards to, to tithing. Mm-hmm. But the tithe was just a tax to take care of the Israel, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the priesthood, the Levites. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, the, the taxing has always been an authorized way. Now, this is where the, the, the hairy part gets in on it, right? Because the government's job here is listed in verse 4. Yeah, being a minister. For good for you. But mm-hmm. if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he's God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. We've got to be very careful that we don't see the government's job as being the one that needs to take care of us. That's right. Because it's never been the government's job to be a an entitlement system. That's right. If, if you're dependent on the government to take care of you and your family, to me, then then you're you're, you're circumventing the, the system. You're outside of the will of God. You're short circuiting the way God would have you to be. That's right. Now, I'm not going to say, and I'm not going to go as far as to say that it's sinful, because. I certainly spent my stimulus check, but they sent it to me, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't solicit it from yeah, but, them. But there's a, there's a difference. Like like your family's provided for outside of the stimulus check. That's right. Now I'm not I'm not making excuses for anybody, but at the same time, like you're not you're not over here in some line like asking the government to take care of you and your family, right? Yeah. And, and so I tell you, the the real challenge with this is the further down the march of socialism that we go the harder it's going to be to turn back. Because I saw a quote a while back that said, you can vote your way into communism, but you're going to shoot your way out of it. Mm. And and the problem is, is that we get so used to the government giving us everything that we become dependent on the government instead of God's ways. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I, so one thing that I've taken to heart like, just out of 2020 is like there, there are so many, you know, there was a race issues and things that were, you know, that we can look at in the, divides that are there but i literally want you know I've, I've made a point to 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 have my children interact more with 
with with black people, and and so like, you know, Mister Tillman, not not that we hadn't beforehand, but like you know Tillman McCollum, you know, we've gone squirrel hunting a couple times with him, and you know, I, I want I want my boys walking through the woods with with men of integrity, men of you know, men of integrity. Period. Whatever, whatever color that they are, and so, but but it's it's still a, a blessing to like. You know, Tillman was just talking to me about like how that they used to, how they used to take you know grain and and corn and and uh, stuff, and they would take it to the grits mill, you know, to the grits mill, and it's like grist, yeah. To, to, so G R I S T, yeah. So that you could get grits out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and so this, uh, so when you and then you know he said then when so we would bring home these flour sacks, you know, and then and then Mama would turn flour sacks into blankets. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but but the whole thing is, is like you know the company started printing. Like you look back, they they people was using them for clothes so yeah, much they would print different designs on. Them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but but at the same time, like he has grown like sugarcane for for years to make his own syrup with. But but you just go look at the gardening and all those kind of things, and and, uh, and it's it's important for me, you know, when my children have have been in the backyards and seen a chicken killing. You know that hey, this is where your chicken comes from, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you know I want my my kids to know how to process deer mm-hmm. and and ducks and all those kinds of things, and it's just to know where your food comes from. But but yeah, being that self reliant that that we we've moved so far away from that that literally if the trucks if stop the, if the trucks stop, America stops. Yeah, and and you think about it, Bob. Like we're we're a, about a month away at any given point from complete eruption of chaos yeah i mean you look at what happens like i rode by walmart come down to gandy today do you see how many cars was at the walmart out there mm-hmm. they were chock full and they just calling for storms yeah i mean and and like when we had the snow up here we were up there at the camp hunting oh, yeah. you couldn't find water anywhere yeah bob nowhere could you find water up there and that may have been because people's pipes are freezing or whatever i i don't know but we're moments away from chaos and it's because we depend on What's has happened as we've become so interdependent on what the government should do? You know, Booker T. Washington. I, you know, his, I, I don't know if it's still required as an as a, um, a required reading, but in his book Up from Slavery, is that he said he one of his biggest fears was that he didn't want the government people to see the government as the one that freed them as one day the government needing to take care of them. Mm. And, you know, that's the challenge with anything is that when we see the government as the one that's doing it for us instead of ourselves, then we become really dependent on that when the government is, is, is never – the Bible is very clear about what the government's job is. The government's job is to, to, to establish peace, to establish – it's to, to provide law and order. It's never been to take care of us. Now, the taxes and all that stuff is to feed those people that work for the government. Yeah. The same way that that you excise uh, a, a wage is essentially it's almost the same thing unilaterally, but we, we've got to be real careful because we're sowing some seeds. We're sowing some seeds right now that's going to be really hard when we, when it's time to reap them. And and if we can just do this, just understand how God wants us to do things with regards to commerce, money, taking care of ourselves, everything then we'll be a lot better off in the long run because we're just doing it his way, even if it means we got blisters on our hands. The Lord wants you to work. This is the Unscripted Podcast.